Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It's available from Chaosium. I am the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is episode 39. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lipley as his character, Thurston Thursby III. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stu? Thanks, Tom. <clears throat> the fez cap man watching us in the hotel lobby left in a hurry. We could not catch up to see where he went. Our group went on a turn shortly thereafter, the famous cave system, but found no discernible clues there. Swinging by the library to do some additional research, we ran, to know, we ran into our friend with no arms and tongue. He led us to his abode where he showed us some of his journal, that of Helmut Grossinger. It mentions a cult that is much older, perhaps from the Roman era. Creatures from Andromeda's galaxy, human fish creatures even, and something about a windwalker, a thakua, whatever, something like that. The poor crazed man seemed that he wanted us to destroy something motioning to us continually in a northeasterly direction. Mussolini's black shirts showed up not far away and disrupted our meeting. We, we fled to safety. On our way out, we spotted our red-haired man and followed him. He was abducted, possibly by two Turkish men in a black sedan. We're not sure where he was taken to. Heading back to the library, we discovered the man with no arms and tongue, helmet perhaps, turned up there around three years ago. With the library closing shortly, we headed back to the hotel to find the power to the entire area had been cut due to extremely bad weather. An errand boy returned to us package there, the diary and translation, but not completed, as the translator deemed it too horrific to keep translating. The translation went on about a god in an Arctic prison, horrible dreams, visions of terrible masks, a need to deliver a medallion. Winkleman met uh, this fellow named uh, Archangeli. Later, Winkleman turned his trust quite a bit. Winkleman noted searching for some sort of secret lair. Creature-like entities were demanding of him. Adelsberg Caverns seems to be a key location. Later at dinner at the hotel, we all have odd forms of food poisoning, almost hallucinations. Heading back to our room to retire for the evening, we are confronted by what seemed to be the ghost of Winkleman. The ghost freezes an almost Romanesque image of a smiling mask on our window, and after much terrifying, frantic commotion, chaos, possessed me to write down on paper Marco Polo. Not sure what that means. What does this mean? Where is that medallion? Who was Winkleman delivering it to? All right. So the date as we have established, it is still Tuesday, the 23rd of January. 
um, you've had a very strange vision uh, of something that the ghost is apparently trying to show you or tell you or convey to you. You did yourself a little, yeah, bit of a seance and wrote the odd words Marco Polo, who's a Venetian, not a, uh, as far as you know, he's never, never came to this area. What would you like to do? I believe it's I'm evening. Right. Yeah, it's late evening, isn't it? I need a drink after being possessed and right. Wow. Okay. Uh, is the image still on the window? No, the it's, faces? it's melted. Not, it melted. Okay. Yeah. As did the icicles hanging from the, uh, the lamp. Yeah. Dang. So get a picture of it. But In the silence, the only thing you can hear outside is the Bora still blowing. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Oh. Hmm. All right, so Theodore, you're going to go out and go downstairs? Um, yeah. Or is it the next morning? Did we we it's got really early, I think, in yeah. the morning. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be open. I'll just go to my the the bar in the room and uh, Okay. Yeah, you get some in the I, room. Yeah, I'd say this this all happened. You you went up to your rooms in the evening, so it's probably just after midnight, maybe we'll say. Yeah, yeah. we had to leave dinner early because of the disturbances. And then we had quite a few events inside the central room. Uh also it's dark and uh we have, you know, so I don't imagine anyone wants to stay up into the wee hours, considering the no. nightmares that we're aware of. No, but we, you know, we ends with a somewhat uncertain debate about uh, what the Marco Polo means. Uh, and Neruda had found that there's a museum that has a yeah open air painting. Marco Polo with the medallion, which, you know, to the combination of two things that Winkelmann reached out to us, or perhaps the good thing is we'll know that three-headed image if we see it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's the same image that turned up. You you were mentioning Gunther uh, at dinner when, when uh, you accidentally spilled the wine. Yeah. So, that's that's too coincidental. Obviously, this is connected. What what on earth was driving us to all hallucinate so much at dinner? I'm, I'm very concerned about that. I don't. I mean, hallucinations an interesting uh, word to use, uh, Theo. Yeah, I think the I mean, table really would describe what happened to us in our rooms as a hallucination. I only mention a hallucination at the dinner table because we saw one thing. And then when the when the waiter came up to see what was going on, we, when we looked back, our meals appeared to be absolutely fine. Everything seemed yeah. to be fine. Just a blink of an eye later. So yeah, something... it was, it, it's true. It's It was a haunting that was very specific to us. The other patrons noticed uh, when I was compelled to stand up and shake the 
displayed in the air, but they didn't yeah. notice that our table could levitate or that our chicken was squirming. It was directed yes. very specifically to us. Hmm. I'm hoping that was Winkleman trying to get through to us and not something else. It seems consistent, uh, especially because once you were shoved on the stairs, he said the word diary to you. Journal. Yeah. And then he continued to rail on about that. It's odd what this entity is capable of communicating and what not. Who knows what the rules are for some? He seemed to be, react very aggressively, very agitated when we mentioned uh, his traitorous equation. Yeah. Uh, yes, we uh, don't say we don't say the a word around this ghost yeah. anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Only, yeah. only mention Mister A when the yeah, diary is in another room. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean. Uh... You said there's a uh, painting of Marco Polo with a pendant no, at a museum? No, there's there's the uh, Iardino Lapidario. That is an open-air museum in a disused burial ground that holds all manner of Roman antiquities, um, including a medallion portrait. Mm. Yeah, um, that's that in, in 1832. That, that was where you saw Winkleman's epitaph. Oh, that's that's where that yeah. outside okay. in the in the in the in the stone how, garden. How far away is the Adelsberg Caverns? Fifty miles. To that's journey. not too far. I mean, that's that's we could get a car for that. Yeah, I'm convinced though we wish to have the medallion on hand when we go there. That was. That's where Winkelmann was trying to take it to resolve yeah. his situation. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know yeah, a I little agree. more about it. It sounded really creepy, like what was being insinuated in that diary about what is there. I mean, I, uh, he, Winkelmann almost doesn't even seem to be fully in his right mind. I, do we really want to just follow his lead blindly? Well, I mean, what else do we have? I mean, we were told to search him out by uh, Smythe, and Winkleman's reached out to us. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that th this is th there's some pretty creepy, extraordinary things happening here, and I don't know how much Smythe uh, uh, knew, like how, I mean. I don't know, to just blindly trust and follow a dead man, a ghost, <laughs> off of a lead from Professor Smythe, who knows yeah. a little bit of him. But I, I don't know. I'd, it would be comforting to have a little more information. Mm. Well, well, we know that, this, that the cult that is at Postuma collects rare magical artifacts. And, we and are that our Winkleman, who has some sort of medallion of magical capacity and possibly a piece of the simulacrum. That means that in those caves around Postuma, we may find a piece 
Yeah. We can't we can't leave that possibility unexplored. Agreed. I don't I mean trust it this doesn't really strike me as trusting Winkleman in the sense. I mean, I guess we have to believe his account of his own personal journal that he wrote in ancient Greek so to make it difficult for other people to read. You know, I don't think he was trying to I don't think Winkleman who wrote that down was trying to deceive anyone, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, and uh, and and he had begun to distrust that fellow Mr. A and um hid hid something from him and then was murdered by him. Yeah, Winkleman he hid he hid that when he was in Triest, uh, the medallion. Yeah, right, that seems like. Yeah, we want to find that in town before we go out to Adelsburg and yeah. because we'll need it to... if it's yeah if his records are to be believed we need the medallion to actually approach whatever is in the cave. Yeah. So, Adelsburg Caves, final destination of this. So, where on earth is that medallion in Triest? I mean, to be fair, when we sought out the Winkelberg monument, we didn't look at much else. We were sort of single-minded. So if we begin there, and the Marco Polo object is not of interest, so then we maybe ask people at the museum, is there anything else about Marco Polo in Trieste? Because a friend of ours mentioned something in passing we don't remember very good. So if there's a statue at a plaza that we haven't known about, then we can be told. We know what we are visually seeking. We just don't know where to seek it. Yes. Now, do we think if we see the red-haired man again, Ugh. we want to approach him? Because perhaps if we have the same enemy, he is an ally? Well, he was roughed up pretty bad by the, his uh, captors before he was thrown in the car and driven yeah. away. I don't he know seemed to be literally following our tracks when he was captured. Yeah. And rather unerringly. I don't know. I mean, he must he can't have been looking for Grossinger, the mutilated man, because he is easy to find. He has the same habits. And of course we have to keep out our eye for the uh watcher in the lobby, the fake reader of newspapers. Let's say it's Hector. Oh, go ahead. It's interesting that uh, uh, one, we believe Turk and Efez wanted to watch us in the lobby, we think us, yeah. whereas the red haired man, they just ran up and grabbed him. Yeah. And, uh, but I, those two, those two Turks did not have. Fezes, so yeah. we are assuming they are Turks. Yeah. They... Rough appearances only. Yeah. Mm. Similarity in you know beard and yeah, hair a, is... a, a good assumption. Hopefully, and skin complexion too. So yeah, most likely like a, a high percentage chance. Mm. Mm. I propose that uh, we get a good night's rest. I mean, if we, no matter what we're doing tomorrow, we 
we need to be have our wits about us and being up all night discussing this is going to be make it tough yeah that we need to take good care of the uh of winkleman's diary so we can make sure we return that that that's of value also we want to get into that house again i wonder if they have uh wine cellar or something deeper beneath that house which is where the artifacts we saw gets that interesting patina mm -hmm. and if we do return i mean just remember that i mean there was he was concealing something that's the impressions that i it's... had yeah it's uh, the idea that the battalion is in that home is certainly within so I'm a possibility. I mean, and not only, I mean, we certainly shouldn't take him up on any offers to investigate a cask of a Montalado in the family crypt, but he also, <laughs> his arm, his missing arm, there's something. Yeah, you saw something disturbing there. And uh, although we have some reason to be concerned about damage to our own wits from all this, it was also, I think, would be foolish for us to ignore any inclinations we have of that kind. We know that the world is not what it seems. What do you think so about... Oh. Would, would, I, would... Oh, I'm supposed to go for it. We are simultaneous always. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking... Uh, you know, in the first thing in the morning, we send a note to the household and tell them that we have only a partial translation of the diary and wish to return it to their care. And that will give us an excuse to go back to the house and maybe we find a way to poke around a little bit. Not with that butler watching us. Uh, <laughs> How many pages are left in the diary that are untranslated? Quite a bit. Quite a bit, okay. It would take weeks to get translated. Yeah, uh, we thinking, had thinking more of taking pictures of the pages. That way, we don't lose oh, nice. access to uh, to it if we do return the diary. Oh, that's very that's a wise preparation. <laughs> yeah. You end up with a roll of film, but uh, it would take a while to get that developed. Yeah, but you'd have to kind of set it up to in the right conditions because the quality of pictures back then isn't exactly crystal clear. Yeah. I got pretty good photography skill though, so yeah, we can take some time with it. Uh, I it's even possible we could uh, speak to someone at a university or they're like that would wish to have it preserved as well although i don't know what the family would think of that um but they would have the capacity to make very good reproductions so so maybe we uh we uh bundle up good and we sleep the ghost off uh Gunter, should you or I consider the possibility of holding the Tagebuch on our person or in the bed with us in case Winkelmann can be more direct when we are sleeping? Uh, per perhaps you. I, I worry that 
my connection to this torso might block. Yeah, you already have one bedmate to worry about. Yes. I'm... Yeah. He has two, doesn't he? Well, the leg, well, but, you know, I mean, it's just one person. <laughs> yeah, we have to, to vv up the pieces. We have to think about this as we travel. Oh, yeah, so I will have also with you, I would also have with you Theo Brandy uh, to help with the sleep. And then in the morning, we will write the, the uh, Tremona family, tell them that we will attend the piece. Do we wish to give them any of the translation? They I'm put sure us. You'll ask. Yeah, they put yeah. us under the translator, so we can't really lie and say he refused to do anything. Yeah, but we could just tell him that it was a, uh, you know, banal uh, diary entries about his research into. It sucks. His boring. Well, we could. Like what was Winkleman into? Was it art? Yeah, art history yeah. stuff. Yeah. Ancients, ancient bits and bobs. Again, he withhold some of the pages. Or just like give them a we, If we say the translation is incomplete, we don't have to say how incomplete. And we just give up to the point before it starts getting into the really esoteric. If we think, if we have concern, and I do, that the Tamona family might not be entirely friendly, or at least what they seem, we probably don't want to give them the same information we have and have our race off to Adelsburg. They might know where the Marco Polo is right away or something. Yeah, so maybe we, maybe, uh, we make a little uh, alternate translation. We keep the same first page of frustration about how gross it is, and then we make up some bit of nonsense uh, to hand over. And then if they ask the translator, he'll be like, never talk to me about that vile object. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though the translator is friends with the owner of the yeah, but by then we'll be we'll be gone. Another city burned down. We, behind yeah, us. if we don't give them any important information, then we don't have to worry about them getting on us too quickly. I think. Yeah. Do you think we can ask for a tour of the house? Is there an excuse we have for this? You have so many other interesting antiquities. Mm-hmm. This region has such interesting geologic formations. Maybe you have a weird sub basement with a Marco Polo in it. Maybe there's a cave tunnel that goes all the way to the alien creatures 50 miles away at Postumia. It's the creepiest town name there is. Well, we could come up with something just to get a little more of a sneak peek. In the... Yeah, well, somebody else be an expert liar. Uh, you know, it's uh, Naruda and I have the job of being dream lawyers. You guys have all sorts mm-hmm. of specialties. Oh, yeah. Well, don't forget, last time I tried to lie to someone, I basically yeah, made good. Not, to... yeah, not him, yes. <laughs> as, as a... We have 
Is there something else to consider? You said Roland. He might know where the Marco Polo is. I'm pretty sure, thinking about it, that he knows of the cave and the things therein. He has antiquities that have that bear the signs of being in a cave, and we have no indication that this cult does not still extant. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't have a very special wine cellar under it's the also house, telling. Why did the family have such an interest in purchasing every single scrap of information of from this? Man, everything that he ever owned, or everything that they had here, his ancestor purchased all of that, and they've kept it in the family all this time. Yeah. Do you think perhaps Herr uh, Signore Termona himself speaks perfectly good ancient Greek, and that's why he's never asked it for it to be translated? It could be he, he already knows what it has to say. Maybe he's known all along. He's, he already knew why Winkleman was in Trieste to begin with. So does this mean we wish to avoid the, family, the Tremona Because family? the Tremonas were in the area when Winkleman was killed, while this other representative of the cult was, you know, this Mr. A was dealing with Winkleman. Who's this? I mean, perhaps the Tremonas, yeah, were connected all the way back then and to this day are still. But this does not really explain why they give us the diary to translate, or even if they know he won't translate much of it, it's damning what we have. Why would he just say, oh, the family lost that 16 generations ago? I have no idea. What's, it's in a box somewhere and that sank in a, my father's ship or burned in a shed. Or Unless they need, they want us to help them find the thing. Like the Hawk monk wanted help finding the, the armor in the first place. Or they don't know what it is that we're really interested in. No, maybe they may know of the place, and they but they don't necessarily know everything that's down there. Maybe they want to compromise us because they want more of the pieces of the simulacrum. That would be very bad. And uh, yeah, we need to get whatever piece the the creatures in the caves. Or their followers have control of. So we focus on Termona, no? That's I what think we, so. That's what I this discussion so. suggests. Right. Well, it's yeah. about the translation. Do we lie about it, or I, I think we, we still do? still do? Yeah, I mean, we just don't tell the whole truth. Yeah, just misdirection. Misdirection is, uh, you know, people will, this, yeah. won't believe what they want to see. Strike. Let me look at this diary again. 
So as you guys are having this discussion, are you going to wind down and go to bed? You guys are all pretty tired. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Some of you have been experiencing general fatigue today anyway because you didn't sleep well last night. Hopefully you'll sleep well this night. I take very poorly to having been physically possessed by something. I do find that very disagreeable. Go to sleep? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody roll your pow roll. Oh. All right. First roll of the night. 99. Ooh, one less than you, 98. <laughs> Can somebody get one more? Can we get one more? Yeah. I have only 79 for you. Also a failure. The failed okay. 85. Oh, wow. We're firing on all cylinders. 47. Here. Got a pass. Wait, oh, okay. Everybody else failed, but Stu passed something. It's yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> I would like those of you who failed to do a 1d8 and take that away from your magic points. Ooh, Ooh, seven. Yeah, you are extremely fatigued when you wake up in the morning. You feel yeah, achy. I got eight. Oh, God. Yeah. Six. Oh, ouch. Seven. We all got hit pretty good there. Mm. Yeah, you can feel it in your bones, like arthritis. Uh, the cold is not helping, or uh, you know, rheumatism, mm. which does not. It will not make it uh, really a much easier today. You can no. anything that you have to do physically. You might uh, any role you have to make for physical. You might take a penalty dice. Okay. And I'd say that Dabrowski and Gunter especially have a lot of extra pain just because of the uh, the other thing that's influencing you. Yeah. And I assume that the journal did not reach out to me during the night? It didn't. It didn't also freeze me to death in my bed, so... Correct. There you go. Uh, I, have no, I have no magic points now. <laughs> Out. You do get them back at one an hour. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. I know. I know. I while I'm sleeping. You'll have a little bit of steam in the afternoon when you I'll start to gain them back. But yeah. I briefly went to zero. But uh good old uh, Thurston Thursby comes down to breakfast all bright 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 and ready to go, and you guys all look like you've been mm. warmed over him. <laughs> oh gosh. I need to switch sides with the torso. <laughs> um, your uh, your uh, the, the waiter comes over. Uh, gentlemen, uh, good morning. Uh, how are we all doing today? Oh, I'm gonna need uh, some uh, some strong coffee this this morning. Uh, yeah, let's have two carafes for the table to start. Well, you did yes, not uh, sleep well. Ah, oh, the wind. The wind was blowing, yeah. and yeah. You know. Um, he brings the coffee. He says, "You know the the doctors uh, here uh, have uh, have told us all that it's it has to do with the Bora. Um, that uh, it's quite common. Uh, everyone in Trieste suffers from it for a while, and 
eventually you kind of get used to it, but they say there's no cure. It's, uh, I heard one doctor say something about um, static electricity in the air or something that causes oh, yeah. a great deal of fatigue. Yeah. But we are used to it. It's not that unusual. We're sorry that it's happening while you're visiting us. Oh, it's, the, it's not your fault. How is the progress with the electricity? Um, it should be restored shortly. Okay. They've removed the tree this morning and uh, begun working on the wires. So it should be up and running by this afternoon. That's very good. We are sorry for the inconvenience. Oh, the candlelight was very lovely. Do you have any plans for today? We have uh, some visits to make. Uh, I wonder. I, we know that um, that the explorer Marco Polo is uh, Venetian, but did he ever visit Toraste at some point during his wanderings? I don't really know that much about the history, but I I've never heard of anything like that here. Any. There's not a statue to him in a plaza or something. Not that I know of. There, Absolutely. there might be. Um, you know, some of the streets are named for famous people. Oh, but, yeah. uh, but you don't know how Marco Polo. A... I'm sorry. Yeah, that was I was about to ask. Oh, I said what I want. <laughs> I heard three people talking, so I didn't hear. Is there a Marco Polo Street? <laughs> I could look for you, sir. Please oh, do. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, mm. So he uh, he goes away for a bit. Uh, you guys are served your breakfast and you're eating. And uh, after 20 minutes or so, he comes back and he says, there is. There is a Via Marco Polo. Oh, Wow, it's a small, uh, you know, not not a, a huge popular street, but yes, there is a view of Marco Polo, and he brings you like a a, a hotel, you know, brochure map of the city, yeah. and mm -hmm. points out where it is. It would be, uh, you know, a ways. It's not right in the heart of the city, and it's not in a uh, a well built up area. Looks like there's mm -hmm. a lot of uh, you know, older you know, supermarkets and things like that in that area. Hmm. Um, residential all around it. Yeah. I think Thank we'll bundle up and have a walk over there, yeah? Just in I case. Think, I think that's an excellent idea. And this way we can give the Timona family, uh, uh, you know, we don't want to drop in on that. We want to send them a note first before we go. Okay. All right. More coffee first. <laughs> so you finish up your breakfast, and I would like you all to do spot hidden bowls. Wow, I'm on fire. 19. 84. <laughs> Regular. I think you, um, hard spot. Those of you who passed. As you are exiting the uh, the small cafe at the at the bottom of the hotel, something out of the corner of your eye—it so sort of catches your eye—and you 
you glance up. There's kind of a first floor balcony that overhangs the lobby area. Mm-hmm. And dressed in a fairly good-looking business suit um, is a man with a large beard and, you know, dark, darker complexion. Um, not dissimilar to the man who was sitting in the lobby uh, yesterday, although this guy's not wearing a fez. But he does seem to be at a vantage point where he can observe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get the impression that maybe his eyes are following us as we walk across yeah. the lobby. He's yeah. You get more the impression that he's pretending not to look at you when ah. you glance <laughs> up in his area. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, I see. Our our tale for today has arrived. Maybe they realized after we made the other man that they should try without the blood red hat. So I guess we uh, we uh, we check for a message from Smythe. Maybe send him a quick telegraph telegram hello. We send a note with a, a some a, a boy from the hotel to the Tamona saying, asking if two o'clock is a good time to visit and return the diary. You like two? What do you think? This doesn't. Um, we should be very precise. I want to look at the Orient Express schedule. Real quick to see. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. It looks like trains depart Trieste at 9.59 p.m., 5.59 a.m., 1.59 p.m. So if we go at 2 o'clock, the soonest we could get out of here is at 2.59. You do also notice that... I mean, it's at (coughs) 9.59. You do also notice that they stop in Postumia. Uh-huh. Yes. So maybe we want to ask if they are available in the late afternoon. Yeah, maybe make it uh, just a little bit before dinner time, which is late here. <laughs> are we so confident then that we will have the medallions that we can tell the hotel to move our things to the train for the? 10 o'clock? I think we'll know after we visit Marco Polo Street. Or after we visit the Timonas. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe we should have our uh, luggage moved to the uh, train anyway, and if we don't leave, we can just have it moved to a different hotel. This one seems to have uh, an infestation, I would say. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a very good point, yeah. All right. Although it does mean that the parts of the Sibylacrum will be out of our control for several yeah, hours. I, I don't like that. If if they are on to us to the point where they have tails showing up in the lobby looking at us, then what's to say they're not going to go search through our rooms the second we leave? That's almost a guarantee to happen. Well, we can't bring, we can't take them with us. No. Yeah. 
No. We usually, though, we take them to and from the train. We have some eyes on them. Uh, we have left things in the hotel rooms before. And it's been all they have done is move themselves. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So we we uh, we uh, choose a cafe five blocks away to meet at, and then we go out five different directions so that our olive-skinned friend can't follow us all, and we take a little effort to lose him. We meet up this cafe, and then we go to the Via Marco Polo. Good plan. I'll go northeast. Well, I know we're doing all this planning, but when it, I think it would also be better to look into Timona a bit more. As we think about it, he has artifacts from the caves. Could he be involved with the cult somehow? That's what I, I that's what I was yes. asserted. This is why Naruto wants to get out of town as soon as we see him. I just think we go in. We just go to Tamona. Speak, try and get a bit more into it. Investigate. Well, I want to visit. I, I want to see. Again, I'm making sure that uh, we're not being overheard by interested parties. Yeah. Until we go and visit, you know, Marco Polo Street, which I'm sure is where the ghost is trying to lead us. I want to do that first. And we also, we wish not to tell Termona that we are hostile any more than he thinks. And you don't barge into a family's home. At... No, 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 I'm not saying we barge in, but it is better to have a look around there. But I do agree, Marco Polo Street is the first, but we... You just think we need definitely... more time with Termona, so it's better to meet earlier? Yes, I think we need more time. Uh, and, yeah, go ahead. No, just for everything strange we know about him anyway, with what Gabriel's seen and has uh, deduced. Mm. Yeah, right. I think we don't want to pack our bags and have them take to the train station before lunch and then meet him at five. Uh, if we have to... If we have a conflict with the Timonas, then uh, we might have to wait for a later train. We don't know yet. So uh, we'll send them a note. I assume there's nothing from Smythe at the telegram of the post restaurant. Well, you're going to travel there to, to check to the yeah. post office. Yeah, there's no. Yeah. But... yeah. I sent him a, a toodaloo from Trieste. Or do we have a name to send you, him? Or? You have no place to send him. Right, so. right. We know. No, yeah, he doesn't no care. No... Okay. Mm. All right. So you're going to do um, uh, a Via Marco Polo first. Yes. Sir. After we try to lose our friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you leave the hotel. And as you move towards the exit, you see that the fellow is making his way towards the stairs to come down, you know, behind you, uh, looking, trying to look casual. Mm -hmm. um, 
you step out into the cold air. The Bora is blowing, but it's not as horrible as it is usually at night. It's much stronger. Um, So you guys are all bundled up. Um, Do spot hits. Are you all splitting up in different directions? Mm -hmm. Are any of you going by yourself with another person? How are you splitting up? I mean, given what happens to a red-haired fellow. I think going alone is a dicey proposition. So perhaps I'll go with Roland. Well, we'll say that you you might change your mind just as you go out of the hotel. Because there's two things. Uh, go ahead and roll spot hiddens for me. No. 41 oh. is a success. Oh, four. I see all and know all. Okay. You notice that the block, let's say to the left, if you were going to go that direction, that on that corner up against the building is another Turkish-looking fellow Uh um, smoking a cigarette, looking like he's just smoking a cigarette. You know? other direction though this is what puzzles Dr. Kurz there are a couple of gentlemen across the street one of them looks like a a Turk we'll just say Turk no offense to the Turkish people but he looks suspicious next to him is a a red-headed man but his physical build isn't the same as the red-headed man you saw yesterday, but the face looks remarkably like the man you saw yesterday. Maybe a very close relative, a brother. Um, this red, red-headed man also has a, a stripe of black in his hair? He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Okay. Uh, Face is the same. Body is quite a bit different. Oh, this is from well, given you. given what happened to uh, Katarina Cavallaro. Yep. In association with these uh, this fine organization. Um, hmm. Yeah, we need to. Uh, well, let's just all get going... a cab together. <laughs> yeah, let's get a cab to a public place and uh, start over. Can we look um, at the cab driver before we get in? Sure, yeah. I am the cab driver on. is uh, hmm. German or oh. Italian. Yeah, with so many right here, I really don't feel good about leaving the pieces of our of the simulacron. No, we can't. We have to leave them there, Theo. <laughs> we don't... There's no way we can take them with us. We, no, I, I know that. To, I know. That. I'm to, just saying. <laughs> if, if you want to go upstairs and sit there with an elephant gun and hope for the best, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome to to gather them all together and sit on them like you're a mother hen, and they're your eggs. <laughs> okay, I, if you so choose. Better judgment. I will leave these <laughs> in our very well secured room. That's right. <laughs> and. Uh, we determine uh, the 
there's a cab that's big enough for the five of us. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we tell uh, him the name of a cafe we have been to that's a little bit of ways away, so we have a, a tiny lead on our followers. Okay. Gentlemen, I ask of you this. What piece of uh, Eastern European headwear is red with one black stripe? Like the hair of these different men with the same the face. Affairs, I mean, that's the answer. Is it Fez? Now, you got a really good role. So the redhead is definitely Caucasian. Mm -hmm. At least his face is. Mm -hmm. So first, when I see the red hair with the black stripe, I think, oh, it was very interesting. But now I've seen the same face on two different bodies with the same hair. And I don't think that we maybe are even talking about something entirely human. Maybe the maybe the one we saw bundled into the car was a failure. And that is why they roughed him up and dumped him in the car and fed him another body. He likes to stand around smoking, looking casual. But it's, yeah, I don't. You guys are having this conversation in the in the car, I suppose. Yeah, we figured out what language was the main one of the driver, and we are trying to be sneaky about the crazy thing we are saying. (laughs) So, uh, well, let's assume that you've picked a cafe that you've been to that is not too far from uh, Via Marco Polo. Okay. So you get there. Um, as your car pulls away and kind of gets to the corner to make a turn, you can see that a couple of those men way back there are moving in a particular direction. They're moving kind of in the direction that they did when you tried to follow the one guy. Um, moving swiftly, but it'll take them, if they've got a car around the corner or someplace there, it's going to take them a bit to get to it with the Bora. So you've got a good lead on them. Yeah. And we watch for a black sedan. And they don't know where you're going. <laughs> Out of the sea of black sedans. Yeah. <laughs> we watch for the uh, yeah. We watch for a black sedan with a little flag on it that's got yeah. Why are why is every single car the same color? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're in the nineteen twenties, damn it. <laughs> so you get to this little cafe. And uh, you pay your your cab driver, and he drives away. Um, I assume that you're not going into the cafe. That wasn't your intention anyway, correct? Yeah, I mean, if we don't think, I don't think we have time for an espresso because they might have an idea which direction the cab went. Yeah. Uh, So we pull out our tourist map and hustle ourselves toward Via Macropolo. All right. See if there's like a alleyway or something we could duck in that instead of walking on the sidewalk streets. Sure, there's probably lots and lots of them. So, yeah, the to, nice to thing stay about the main road, it's not that hard. Okay. All right. So you were walking. You eventually uh, exit a, an alleyway onto Via Marco Polo, and uh, you begin. It's a small street. 
as I say, there might have been markets and things like that that were along here. Um, some of them are still active and open. Uh, some of them are run old, rundown buildings. Um, and as you are walking along, I don't think it's going to take any kind of role to get this. You're looking at the buildings, at the architecture. Some of them look pretty old. Um, some of them look like, uh, what would you say, they're reproductions so that they look old, but they're not really that old. You eventually get into kind of a little bit of a deserted part of the street. The street winds a little bit as it goes. And there is a two-story, you know, ground floor and one floor up, uh, a building that looks like at some point it might have been a an inn. Um, and you almost walk past it because it's it's obviously not open it's not not in business but on the lintel above the the entrance to the door um you see this let me guess yep mm -hmm. uh, yeah. it's carved it was painted it is the paint's all chipping off of it it's in pretty bad condition but it definitely looks like the thing that Winkleman was trying to show you. Okay. Interesting. And what type of building is this? It is is there a sign? Any signage on the building? Say it's it's closed. Um, there is a sign in the window that. Uh, who knows your Italian? Um, oh, I'm. I've got to yeah. tell. It says, you know, for inquiries. Um, uh, uh, speak to uh, Senor um, Luigi. Uh, Senora uh, Mordelli. Um, and it gives the next door uh, oh, address. Okay. Um, the building looks like it's abandoned. Uh, it might have been a pub or a an inn at some point. Uh, but there is a big gigantic chain and lock on the yeah. door. Um, where you are is not devoid of people. There are people here and there. It's not busy, mm. but it's busy enough. You know? Yeah, that you can't break in. Is there <laughs> a back? Is there a back way in, like down an alley or something, perhaps? I mean, sure. You find an alley. You go to the back. There is a back door. It looks like it's made of metal, like an old steel door. Uh, it's newer architecture, but it's it's obviously locked. Well, I look the door in. Yeah. Why don't we talk to Senor Modelli? Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, mm. He would love to have someone rent this building. Yeah, he's we, have, we have ample funds. We don't have to go anywhere. Is not named Tamona. Yeah. And if we see something promising, you know, we ask to see, you know, we have five of us and one of him. We say, oh, let's go and look at the room, the wine cellar, and the rest of us scurry around like rodents. I'm sure he'd think there's nothing of value here. And I, I'm guessing this is one of the taverns that Winkelmann mentioned. Or was associated yeah. with the the, uh, the crime, the other murder. 
Yeah, the, no, the, the one with the Napoleonic soldiers, the lizard. Yeah, place. yeah. There were there were a couple of places that were mentioned, and this is probably had you know sixteen owners since these times. Yeah. So, the drunk yeah. goat. Okay. The drunk goat and the licking lizard cave. My my Italian's not so great. It was Signora, so it's a female. ah she. Signora Modelli. Ah, oh, yeah. Push her around even, even better. <laughs> we did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're going to go see her? Yes. Uh, see? Okay. It's literally right next door and up a couple of stairs. There's a, it's like a, a small uh, apartment. Um, you knock on the door. There's no answer for, you know, five minutes you're almost giving up and you finally can hear um some rather slow steps coming towards the door um the door opens up and there is a woman she looks like she is maybe in her 80s um uh she's uh she's dressed rather warmly even for the you know the inside and uh she sees you and she says she says, so can I help you? Are you here to see the building? See, bonjour, no? Ah, excellent. Give me a moment. I'll get the keys. And she goes ah. back. And after a few minutes, she comes back with the keys. Now she's got a big old, you know, coat on. Yeah. Um, she takes a step onto the porch and she looks down at the snow and the ice on the ground. And she looks at the the wind blowing, and she says, I oh. trust you. And she hands you the key. Uh, uh, she yeah, says, she gives you the the price for the current rental that the owner is not here right now, um, but she can contact him if you're interested. Um, she tells you that the building has, in fact, been, uh, it's a good deal because it's been empty for years. Mind the dust you know mm -hmm. and uh the owner's name um i don't know uh hold on where's my list of oh okay I was, uh, not yeah. tremona name <laughs> not yeah not yeah. Tremona. Oh, nice. i hate that name no. <laughs> signore <Micafiani. Don't> <laughs> wait i want to use huh? my italian name cheap cheap benito italian 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 Salmoni Castiani. <laughs> oh, that guy. And uh, it, the building, you say, it has not uh, been used for a while. Like, what does, like, how long of a while? Are we talking like a couple years or a couple decades? Uh, maybe five years. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Let's see. And, uh, and then she bundles herself back into the house because it's too, too damn cold outside. Yeah. All right. Less right, ideal. I think actually we should have Dobrowski try to break in after all. It's just right? it's, it's just too too simple. <laughs> Nobody all ever right. gives us keys. I mean, I was looking forward to seeing uh, Gunter uh, trying to flirt with yet another. Oh yeah, <laughs> another in a long string of disappointment. Hey, she was eighty. Uh, that one would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, before right. we uh, walk out the building, and I'm going to kind of look both ways, make sure that our uh, shadows are not. You don't see anyone, but do a luck roll. Okay. Oh. Pass. Good. Otherwise, it would have been black shirts. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> So you see some black shirts down there that are kind of being rowdy and heading in this direction, but you have a lot of time so that you can get inside before they show up. Mm. All right. Yeah. So you uh, you turn the lock. It, it unlocks. It's a fairly newer lock. Yeah. Uh, and unwrap the, uh, the chain. And you step inside. Now, the windows have been closed. Um, they've got kind of, uh, you know, don't break the glass boards on them. So it's fairly dark in here. Did you guys have any source of light? Probably didn't bring a flashlight. No. All right. So you've got kind of this dim light. There is light coming through the cracks in the boards. Um the boards don't look like they're so attached that you couldn't remove one or two of them if you wanted some light in the room. Yeah, that might be a good idea. There is a lot of dust. You can literally see the the beams of light, you know, penetrating into the room. Uh, when you step in, you hear a scurrying. There's probably a few rats that you hear mm -hmm. running. And what you are looking into is a, a fairly large area. Uh, there are a few pieces of furniture that look like tables and chairs. Uh, there's an area that looks like it might have been a... Hold on a second. <laughs> I say Thursby... Did you happen to bring the Winkelmann diary with you? I know you like to have it in your coat pocket. I I had it last night, but I I don't I didn't mention whether I had it today. Sorry, I know that. I. Yeah. You had I a still... question. You can still talk. Yeah, uh, I was wondering whether Thursby had picked up the uh, the Winkelmann diary for our excursion. I guess we yeah. might go straight to Termona, so it yeah, might make sense what? that you'd be carrying it. Yeah. All right, uh, but you don't have a source of light, so you've uh, you've removed some boards to to give yourself some light. So you're looking into here. Looks like it had been a like I say a, a an inn. Uh, there's there's nothing left. There's no bottles. There's no uh, boxes or anything like that. There are, is a large staircase going up to the next floor. Um, everything in here may have at one point been painted. Um, the paint is all chipping and falling off, and it would take a great deal of renovation to put it together, which is probably why it hasn't been rented for, for quite some time. Any basement? Any staircases yeah, going I'm, down? I'm sure if it was a tavern, there's... Probably a storage room or a basement for. Yeah. If wine. you um, if you walk towards the stairs towards the back, you can see that there is another door under the stairs that probably, if there's a basement, it would lead to the basement. 
Yeah. I think we are in general looking for something that is fairly old and unlikely to move very much. So we're not looking so much for painting on the wall as fixtures. Yeah, or like uh, brick, loose brick in a wall. Yeah, I think we should check fireplaces. Uh, we should think that this, if Bigelman is trying to hide something the size of a large coin, where he will not be seen hiding it or retrieving it, Gee. and there's still a chance that it is here. This is why I think yeah. of something like a chimney. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a fairly large chimney too um, covered yeah. in cobwebs I wish to go upstairs I think there'll be a little more light through the windows this is the nice thing about a cold winter is that 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 piercing sort of blue light okay. and yeah give it a search anything that anything that might be old enough Right. So as you approach the stairs, I would like Roland to do a spot hidden for me. Six is a regular only. Okay. As you are, uh, you put your foot onto the bottom stair, you can see that there are a lot of, it's a wooden staircase, there are a lot of little holes in the wood mm -hmm. and it creaks rather badly when mm -hmm. you step on the stair i almost had you ask theodore dabrowski if there was anything dangerous in there the old woman knew about i will uh is the um the banister fairly solid or does it shake a lot when i grip it there are holes in that too these are little little holes yeah um, Boring oh, insects, I'm thinking. The worms that burrow, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, if, I, if you know your science, it's probably death watches. Little insects that bore into the wood and yeah. eat the wood. Yes, too far yeah. south. The termites, so probably more, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll put some weight on the first step, give it a little bounce, see if okay. it holds. Uh, it holds. Uh, the second step holds. The third step, do a dexterity roll. <laughs> uh, 35 is okay. Okay. The third step begins to splinter a bit. Yeah. And you manage to pull your foot off of it in time to where you don't go through. Uh. But it's pretty badly worn. Um. Uh, it's split towards the center, so the yeah. edges of the stairs might be a little safer. Yeah. Usually, the, I mean, if nothing else, the board clings to the nail at the edges of things. Things Maybe, though, we do the ground floor first yeah. and spare yeah. ourselves yeah. the trouble. Uh, I think we might need to make a torch or something to look in the, the, the cellar. Let's see if the, the lights do the lights work at all? Is no. there a light switch? Oh. Lights turned off. Yeah. yeah. Do so we... um I'll do this. I'll be kind. Do a, a luck roll, uh Theodore. Definitely. Okay. Oh, cool. Thank you for that. I uh... wow, double oh eight out of seventy. You find an old kerosene lantern behind the bar. 
that still has some kerosene in it. It's dusty, oh, oh, but it might. Oh. Yeah. Here, let's try Please this. Please don't burn down the building with the old. Oh, yeah, nothing can go wrong. Don't worry. I'll roll just fine. Look, it's okay. just like the lantern back at the hotel. Amazing. <laughs> This is incredible. Wow. They must have had a special. (laughs) All right. So you are looking around the first floor first. Yeah. I'll start searching on the bar because, like, maybe if this was his hideout, you know, sometimes bars will have little things that people have worried away Mm -hmm. and you can put tuck stuff inside of it, especially older bars. So. Well, it might have been a nice bar at one point, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's obviously from the shape, the decor, the way that it's built and so forth, you'd say it's at least probably two or three hundred years old. And it's, or no, I guess it was, no, 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 it's two or three hundred years old. And Mm -hmm. if, if a person were to buy this, they would, they would have to renovate everything. Yeah. It's falling apart. Those stairs don't look very safe. They're, They're worm eaten. Um, the ground when you're walking on this this floor is creaking, so you know that it's suspended over a basement below. Right. Oh yeah, I went down in that basement. But after searching for thirty minutes, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any place on this level. You've looked at these these stones in the fireplace, mm-hmm. and they seem to be pretty much have been there for three hundred years. Um. So Thurston, uh, Thurston, Thursby, uh, wants yes. to. Theodore wants to go downstairs. Oh yes, so he wants to go with him. Mm. Yeah, I will. Right. Oh yeah, I really trust those stairs too. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried about my weight stepping on stairs, so I'll. I'll wait up here. I'll All put right. my. I'll slowly step on on the outside of the steps, like near the banisters. So it's when on a you, safe Can you open up the, the, the basement? There is um, uh, naturally a bit of mildewy smell, you know. Um, not It's not overpowering. It's just a little damper down there in the, the basement. Uh, the wood on the stairs, though, looks like it's in much better condition. It's not newer. It's just less affected by the insects. Um, The basement doesn't have much in it as you go down, but it's odd. It's odd because these buildings are built on the rubble of other buildings. And what your impression is, is that the basement was at some point on ground level and it was part of an amphitheater. So mm. when you look at one wall, there is kind of a semicircle. It, it's it's only part of a circle of little steps that go up. So it's all kind of slanted, and it looks like they might have used it for shelving. Okay. Though it, it wasn't actually shelves. It was just, you know, curved, like as if you were in an amphitheater. Uh, and that goes floor to ceiling. There is detritus everywhere. There is rat poop everywhere. Lots of dirt and dust and lots and lots and lots of cobwebs. But there's no boxes. There's no 
No, nothing like that. Um, who stayed upstairs? Okay. Um, so uh, Neruda and Block uh, and Dorian and uh, Curtis, you guys are coming down the stairs too? Yeah, carefully. Okay. So Kurz and, I mean, uh, sorry, Neruda and Block do spot hidden balls. Oh, yeah. Come on, baby. Uh, 27 no. is a hard success. Okay. Mine's a fail. So, uh, Gunter, you're standing next to Neruda, uh, next to Gabriel. And Gabriel is looking kind of in the opposite direction of you. He's looking towards the stairs. And Gabriel, as you're looking, it seems to you at first as if someone is upstairs coming towards the stairs themselves, and they seem to be holding a little blue-lit candle. And then you realize that you can see through them. Um, you put your your hand on Gunter's shoulder and turn him around. And then Gunter, you can see it as well. It's a, it's a man. He's dressed in a suit. Um, he looks very disheveled, like, uh, like, uh, a corpse like look to him. Mm -hmm. And he's coming down the stairs and as he approaches, you see a couple of things. There are places on his face where there the skin is gone. You can see his jaw. He's got a he's got stab marks in his neck, and you can see uh, occasionally like a maggot will fall out of it, mm. drop to the floor, and as it hits the floor, it just vanishes. And now nice. that he's at the bottom of the stairs and he's walking. You can see him looking up the stairs and around. It looks like Winkleman from the painting. Yeah, does he seem to notice us? He doesn't, but he seems to be concerned about being followed. And you get the weird impression that although it's daytime and there's some light coming through the, the, the window, the, you know, the cracks in the windows that you've made, Winkleman seems to be in the dark at night as he's coming. Well, it's down. almost it's like a vision from the past. Let's follow yeah. him. He's he uh he might lead he us walks, to where we need to go. He walks past you and um very cautiously, as if he is looking to make sure nobody's watching him. And he goes directly to the cellar doors. Mm -hmm. Now Neither one of you said anything. So at this point, guys, you're in the cellar. Um, you're not finding anything. But suddenly uh, you turn around and you notice. Uh, you First of all, you hear uh, Neruda and Block walking across the floor, you know, up above you. And then you notice this ghostly bluish light uh, at the top of the stairs. And this sort of gust of cool air comes down the stairs and you see the ghost of Winkleman moving down the stairs quietly almost floating 
and he, he gets to the base. He doesn't seem to recognize any of you, but the temperature in the room definitely drops. As he slowly moves across the room, he looks around. He makes sure nobody's coming down the stairs. He doesn't seem to see any of you. But he goes over to the sh this shelf area where the ampha, amphitheater-like area is. And what you see is kind of like a ghostly flagstone. The floor down here is pretty, pretty solid, at least as far as you're concerned. But where he's going, there seems to be a flagstone on the floor. And he reaches into his jacket and pulls out what looks like a little miner's pick and wedges it into the uh, into the flagstone and pries the flagstone up. He sets the flagstone on on one of the you know, the little steps of the shelves and reaches in and he pulls out what looks like a piece of leather, like a chamois, with something wrapped in it. And he unwraps it, and for a moment he holds it up, and it's a gold coin, about like this. It's too dim for you to see what it looks like. But he looks at it for a moment, wraps it back up, places it in the depression underneath the flagstone, and then replaces the flagstone, and then turns back towards the stairs and vanishes. I'll, I'm going right there where he knelt down, and I'll take out my hunting knife that I have inside my coat. When you are looking down at the ground there, what you see is, like I say, a lot of detritus and rat shit and stuff like that. Um, it looks like the floor in here has been not necessarily removed, but it's been replaced with uh, or perhaps covered oh, in some. Oh, yeah, covered it's covered. I, I bet you it's covered. They, they wouldn't replace all the stone. So I'll just start prying in some of those those uh those boards and just sort of trying to snap them out in that vicinity okay so you you you're working at it and eventually you sort of you can find the edge of the flagstone that was there it's hidden under all of the crap and stuff but yeah. it's definitely there and now you guys are i assume you're all down there in the basement Oh yeah, here, hold this. Is it? Is it? Is it? Does it seem like there's any give to that flagstone with the big, uh, my big hunting knife? Um, on... Do a strength roll. Sure, come on, be nice. That's not bad. Forty-four. That looks like a success. Let me quickly check. Oh yeah, that's easily. All right, Dory. I mean, so. Uh... Thursby, you um, you catch the edge of the stone and you pry it up, and indeed, right underneath it, there is an impression in the dirt that was sort of hollowed out by Winkleman. You saw in your vision, and laying there is something that looks like a piece of leather, um, although it's badly deteriorated. Gently. Gently flip it open with the tip of the knife. Yeah, it like crumbles when you when you do that. And there is laying there this gold coin. It's about two two and a half inches across. My um, God. It's got dirt, dust and dirt on it. 
and uh, you pick it up. When you pick it up, um, something happens to you. Um, you don't stick it in your eye. You're holding it in your hand. <laughs> it's almost like an electric shock runs through your arm, but you don't let it go. Um, your fingertips feel cold and icy, and yeah. it feels like it it runs up your arm and through your body and seems to concentrate in your chest for just a moment. Um, this all happens in a split second. So everybody seeing you just sort of notices you jump a little bit. And then Thurston, or Theodore, you're calling me Thurston. That was your brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Theodore. Um, you feel suddenly comfortable with this in your hand. And I am going to send you a message. It seems to me, gentlemen, that now that we have discovered the medallion with the ghost of Winkleman's assistance, we do not wish to visit their Timonas at all. We will perhaps put their manuscript in a nice package with a note of thanks and tell them that we are hurrying back to Venice uh, post-haste. You finished uh, their research that we were doing. So that's what we told them. We were just doing research, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that definitely sounds like a better plan. <laughs> no, we uh oh, um, have what we need. Yeah. Uh, I chatted you. No. Thirsty, you look sort of relaxed. You're not excited uh, by this? Yeah, I, I I was a little startled at first, but uh yeah, this is I I it just was sort of a shock. It's worn off a bit. But uh, this is it. This is the medallion. Mm. So it would seem. I uh, recommend that we give the nice lady next door uh, quite a few lira. Uh, tell her that we will tell our employers about the condition of the place. Commend its authenticity. Get a cab to someplace not far from the train station, call the hotel and have our baggage taken to the Meet the Express, uh, and send the package to the Termunas from there. Yes, we want as little contact with anyone in Teresta from this point as we can manage. We, we need to get yeah. to Postumia. So that's where the we cavern is, the we believe. Is here. I don't right. think we believe that anymore. I think we believe that that's with mm -hmm. the cultists. Right. Right, right, right. Oh, they have okay. been here. So, um, if when, as you guys are going back up the stairs into the main room and you can see more light, the 
the, the medallion, it's kind of hard for you to look at not not for thirst not for theodore but it's got some sort of a carved figure on one side that's vaguely human but as when you look at it it's almost as if it's moving and mm. It 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 hurts your brain to look at it. Hmm. Oh, it feels so nice in this house. Ugh, nice temperature. But so, are you guys going to leave them? Yeah. We make a check out the. We replace the wood against the window, so we took it out after checking for any watchers. Uh, right. I assume there are none. There are none. No. Uh, also, interested looking black shirts. None. So we give the next door, the lady next door, about five hundred lira for her time, uh, and. Uh, Pretend phone number at the hotel and uh, return the key to her uh, and get a cab to uh, the hotel closest to the train station. Okay. Or another public space. The train station itself will probably be watched. Okay. So you were heading. What time would it be? It's still fairly early in the morning, yeah? yeah. I mean, We're it's outside now? Had breakfast. We we went outside the house? Yeah, you step outside. Oh, um, that's a bit warm here. I, I'm just going to take my jacket off. Uh, the Bora warm. Theodore, are you feeling okay? Yeah, I feel fine. It actually seems like it's getting a little better outside. No. No, it's it's hmm. freezing, Theodore. That's not that bad. You get used to it after a while. I, I've been, I've hunted for a lot longer. Uh, you know, I've been outside. I'm used to this, so that's probably why I just feel oh, fair. though, this is definitely freezing. I, I'm originally from a very cold country, and uh, this is freezing. Oh you no, know, it's 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 cool. I agree. I'm not going to strip down anymore. Just this. Oh, thank you. It's all good. All right, let's get going. So, yeah, I'm. We get you out of this. Yeah, you can speak well, the rest of you do spot hiddens. Yeah. 44 Ooh, is a regular 35 success. is just a regular. Regular. You pass. I mean, the cold has an effect physiologically on your bodies. You, you know, you get flushed cheeks. You, know, you, get, you get red cheeks and, you know, your skin gets very... Theodore looks perfectly fine. Let's have a fever. He doesn't uh, look flushed. He doesn't look overly. It's, I mean, the the ghost of Winkleman was awfully cold to be around. Uh, Theodore, my friend, tell me, how are you carrying the medallion for safety? Is it nicely wrapped up in, say, a silk handkerchief? Oh, it's in my coat pocket right here. Was the coat you just took off? 
Oh no, no, not not my outer coat. Just just my regular my my uh, my regular jacket. I still have my regular jacket on. I'm not uncivilized. <laughs> I just took my my winter coat off. Yeah, yeah, your overcoat. Yeah, um, shirt, vest, coat, and then a winter coat. I just took the winter coat off. That's all. Oh look, there's pizza that just materialized here. Won't eat that. That's it. That's it for you. Ghost pizza. If you eat the ghost's food, you can never return. That's frozen pizza, and you're eating it like it's It's like a weird version of Persephone and the pomegranate seeds. All right. So you guys are outside. Theodore seems to be quite comfortable. Um, what are you going to do now? I, I yeah. look quickly around. Are those black shirts gone? Yeah, they're gone. They've gone down the street and around the corner. Excellent. Yeah, don't want to cause any trouble with them. Yeah. No, we, I mean, we, we could take it? the 2 p.m. train. I mean, uh, or really the... Uh, not 2 p.m. No, no, yeah, 2 p.m. Or 1.59, to be precise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we want to go. Uh, I think we want to get a car to near the train station, but not in the train station. We want to call the hotel and have them take our things to the train. Uh, Adelberg. Yeah, the next stop, the Postumia Adelberg Cavern Express where we can get rid of that ungodly medallion before its irritating images infect our minds. Yeah. It's awful. It's not that bad. That. It's actually pretty neat looking. Look at that. No, you don't no, see art bag. like that bag. anymore. Put it back. Put it back. It's like, like when someone points a pinpoint at near your eye and just is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's basically we keep, you know, I assume that the people following us uh, will have paid some bellboy at the hotel, and so we have to be mindful of who's watching us on the train. Mm. But uh, it seems mostly we are more aware of them than they are of us. Or, well... It would be nice to, <laughs> yeah. It would be nice to disguise our success in some way, but I think that's going to prove difficult. Oh, we have to go back to the hotel to give the journal back to the Termonas, unless we wish to steal it from them or no, mail it. Given. From... Given the haunting we had previously with the. No, I was saying. If we believe the Tremonas to be hostile. Yeah. Giving them a legal. Means of retribution. Yeah, yeah. we could we could take it on the train, though, and mail it from the next town. They don't expect to see us again for days. We said we thought the translation would take days. That's a good point. Plus, we, can, we have we the can, medallion. 
Yeah, sh about that, please. We can take it to Adelberg and, and ship it back to them with, again, the uh, explanation that the translator found the project revolting. Mm. Uh, maybe this will give us time to take the photographs that uh, Gunter suggested. Yeah. But we, I don't think we want to go back to the hotel and get the Turkish delegation following us again before we're on the train. If we get on the train before they know, maybe we have one or two followers. If we go back to the hotel, we may have four or five followers. And I do not want to see the men with the fez hair. He's some Sounds like of... a plan. I like that plan. Yeah. yeah. Sounds that good. We are comfortable, all, all of us? Mm -hmm. Very comfortable here. Yes. Okay. So you have a little bit of time to kill before uh, you, the, the the cab can take you to a different hotel um, near the... Can I roll the, the window down by any chance? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm cold, so... You can chew on an icicle, Thursby. <laughs> it's all good. So you get to the, the new hotel near the uh, train train station. Um, you've still got a few hours, though, before the train leaves. Um, let's say that from the hotel, the hotel's across the street from the train station. Um, you get into the hotel. You've got to look towards the train station. About an hour and a half before the train um, arrives and leaves, um, you notice a couple of uh, uh, Turkish gentlemen in suits taking up positions, and you then once again you see this uh, redhead um, who definitely looks like he did last time. He looks like a, a somewhat shorter man not as tall as the previous one, but he's <clears throat> definitely wearing the face of the guy that was following you. Mm. Like... They, sus they suspect maybe that you're going to run. Mm. All right. About this time, you notice another gentleman. Um, looks a, a bit younger than some of them. Uh, uh, Well-dressed. Uh, his beard is trimmed. Uh, looks almost like a European businessman, except that he still has the uh, Turkish complexion. Um, you can tell that his clothing is a little bit nicer. And he comes into the station and walks up to all three of them, uh, you know, and he's conversing with them. He seems to be agitated by something. Um, uh, you can't hear what he's saying, but he seems to be agitated. And he, you know, points at his watch. And uh, then he sort of storms away or he starts to storm away. You know, he gets down to the road and then starts turning. 
your best guess is he seems to be moving towards that same area that all of the others seem to move towards maybe a headquarters or a Okay. Oh, that same direction we chased the first guy. Yeah, you're in a you're in farther away than that, but if you would guess that they're heading. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Maybe maybe, maybe we sh- should follow at a distance. They've been following us. We could pay him back by following them. Or maybe they're just where they park the car. Maybe they uh, maybe that's where the embassy is or some such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, consulate. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get up. I've I've got pretty good stealth. I'm a pretty sneaky guy. I'm just gonna kind of see if I can see where they're going. Well, probably you should not do this alone. I guess Thursby is probably also oh. stealthy, but you have to remember to keep your clothes on. I. I <laughs> you look a little I, flush inside the hotel. Yeah, this is fine. It's just I'm well, just if something. If something, I mean. I would hate if anything happened to either of you. Well, I'm not going to go and uh, leave, leave the public area. Don't 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 worry about that. Yeah. Maybe Thursday you should leave the, the medallion with yeah. one of us so that we'd make sure it's with the majority. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you probably want the uh, the the journal too, just in case? Yeah. So here's the journal. And here's the medallion. Mike is nicked. Yeah, so who wants it? I think we should tuck the medallion in the journal as insulation. Yes, you you, you keep it, Roland. I have enough trouble with this. Yeah. Um, All right, so. Yeah, I start following okay so you and uh theodore uh go down the stairs and start moving down the street you 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 purposefully uh you know you've got big coats on everybody looks kind of the same so you managed where the people across the street don't notice you and you're following this fellow as he's walking and he's walking rather quickly and he's not very happy about the cold who is you know yeah <laughs> he's definitely walking back towards that area that you lost the other guy you see him turn the corner and you can you know scramble up quickly gunter i would like you to do a dex dex me too no <laughs> no Okay. Um, as you're walking and getting uh, approaching the corner, uh, you step on the equivalent of black ice on the cement, and you uh, you slide and you go down. You don't hurt yourself. Well, maybe one point of of hurt, but Thurston is standing on exactly the same spot, and he seems to be as steady as he's not slipping or sliding at all, even though it's as slick as Ice. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Probably um, melting it with this heat. I'll, I'll help the Gunther up on like, It's okay. It's okay. And in helping I'm, you up, uh, Theodore to... seems very steady, you know, mm. whereas your feet are sliding. Maybe 
your leather yeah. shoes are a little bit more yeah. slippery than his. Yeah. You look around Damn the corner <laughs> and you see this man go into a building. Um, it's kind of a nice looking building, mm. uh, but he looks really out of place going into it. It's it's not it's a private residence, obviously. Okay. Um, did you want to go farther down the street and look? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you get farther down until the street. I'm, yeah. Until I'm off the ice, I'm going to be hanging on to Theodore. Right. Right. Um, as, you guys, as you guys approach to Spot Hiddens. Come on, baby. Wow. This is great. I'm liking this new me. <laughs> I, I succeeded in a nice 21. Yeah. yeah, the ice got my attention. I'm just watching it. <laughs> Being very careful as you're going along, you you don't want anybody to notice you as if you were out of place. But there are other people in the street, too. And you notice that there are two or three um, of these Turkish people around this building um, like they're using it like a, a home base. Mm-hmm. Do you want to approach or do you want to just mm-hmm. keep a distance? I don't think we should approach. I mean, we're getting, they're going to have lots of numbers on us. So if, if there's any sort of nefarious uh, intention, we'll be separated by a lot of distance. Mm-hmm. I'll give you also that when that man approaches the building, the others sort of defer to him as if he was an important person. Mm. Yeah. It, so it's a private private home, not a consulate or an embassy or anything like that. No, but it's it's like you know a, a, a brownstone next to a bunch of other buildings. Right. Okay. I don't know, Gunther. Uh, I don't know if we should really try pursuing this much more. It's well, I mean, we can't get into that residence, obviously. Yeah. Looks like there's there, a lot of them. There does seem to be like a lot of the buildings at back alley, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're uh, are you you packing heat, Theodore? Always. All right. Well, it's let's at least get a closer look. All right. So, are you going to go around back? Yeah. All right. Make your way around so, back. Go ahead. Oh, I, I um I hand my hunting knife over to Gunther. Okay. Just in case so you have just in case something things get a little out of hand. I understood. When you are in the back alley, uh there's nobody you're you're kind of out of observation. Unless, you know, somebody was in another building and looking out the back window at just the right time, they might notice you back there. Do a, I'm going to call it a spot hidden. Do a spot hidden for me. Hmm. Whoa, 007. I'm on fire today. 96. That's extreme. So I guess possibly because Theodore is not distracted by the cold at all. Yeah. Um yeah, you cool. Theodore, you notice a smell and 
I mean, it smells an awful lot like rotting meat. Oh. Yeah. Um, there are there are a number of large trash cans behind the building, and it's definitely coming from one of those, or maybe both of them. Um, it's uh, if you get near them, it's quite overpowering. Now, I'm um, uh, being a hunter. I probably smelled that a lot before. Um, do I get either a sense of like, like how old this rotting corpse sort of smell smells like? Or um, well, it would. There's a couple of things you'll you'll glean from your knowledge there. One is. If somebody threw out a piece of meat into their garbage can, it's the dead of winter and it's freezing cold. It shouldn't smell at all. But if the meat were rotting inside the building and then it was thrown out, then it Mm. would definitely smell. You also probably know from your hunting that meat smells different. Different animals smell differently. A little bit. This smells more like morgue smell than it smells like grosser smell. I explained all of this immediately to Gunther. What kind of smell? Sorry. Morgue? Like a morgue. Like dead. Oh, morgue. Be a person. This this is Theodore's experience of hunting the world's most dangerous game. (laughs) Yeah. It's like. It's a dangerous world out there. Uh, Well, Theodore, let's. I get out like wins. a <laughs> hanker. I get out a handkerchief and kind of like you know, put it over my nose. Yeah, we should maybe take a look. Take a look at those garbage bins real quickly. We'll keep a low profile, but I'm wondering if we're going to find the actual red-haired man leftovers mm-hmm. there. Well, and so yep. sneaky, sneaky Theodore. Time. Um, Theodore has been rolling really well tonight, so he's kind of rewarded by what he's prepared himself for. There are body parts in there, and as Mm -hmm. you look down, you realize that one of them has had all of the skin on its face and head removed. Oh, jeez. But you also look down, uh... And there's more than one body in here. And at this point, the other body is Grossinger. Uh, oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. He was such the a good poor, dude. Poor man. This is terrible. Yeah. This is. This is... You can both do sanity rolls. These are. Yeah. These motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, 14. I'm loving it. That's an extreme success. 97. My numbers keep getting higher. Gunter, you can roll 1d4, and Theodore, okay. you can just take one, one cent point. Yeah, my old buddy. Four. Um, you can hear people talking inside the building, and they're definitely speaking in a foreign language, foreign accent. You're mm-hmm. guessing Turkish, but you don't yeah. really know what Turkish sounds like. Yeah. This just isn't. <gasps> this just isn't. The Turkish, this, these are the cult members. This, this is nefarious. They're yeah, on a yeah, greater level me. than even the police would know. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we got to get out of here. You don't happen to have a camera, do you, by any chance? 
you were good with yeah, you probably packed it or yeah, yeah. Pack, you don't yeah, have because it's not like you know, yeah yeah rather large all right okay yeah this is terrible this is terrible all right yeah let's, let's sneak out of here all right you manage to get back to your hotel without being seen. Maybe you take a slight detour to get there. Um, so you guys all meet back at the hotel. Um, and I assume you're going to. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're, oh. they're, they're skinning people. Yeah, I think that's the cold. That's right there in that house. Right here. Right here. Just like they're, they're so brazen. They, there must be so many of them in this city. I mean, they're thrown in, in the trash. You know, it, it, I assume they have trash service here. I mean, and they, they, that would find it. I mean, where they're. It, they must be very well established here. Yeah, we have to tread very carefully. Oh, do I, I think do we need to get the hell out of here, which is what yeah. we're planning on doing. But. Dorian. How can you eat at this time, Doris? <laughs> it's just the last. It's the last of the of the pizza. It was really good. I just found it there on the street. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> Dorian, that's a, that's a different question for another time. Yes, yes, Fred. Do you still have the uh, the uh, the uh, journal and the and the and the coin? Uh, I get curse has it. I make sure curse has it. Oh, you've got it. It's good and safe. Kurs has got it. Kurs has got it. Oh, yes. Okay, good, 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 good. So, I'll I'll just let me let me just take a look at that coin real quickly. There's something vital to it. I think that's I might have to. All right, here, just real briefly. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. If you look closely, right there. No. No, just uh, what do you see? I think, I think I have a connection to this, similar to you having a connection with the torso, and you, Dorian, have the connection with the other part. I but think it... with without this being near me, I think I'm. It's going to affect me in a bad way. Unless I start acting bizarre or strange, I would like to keep this on me. Um, unfortunately, you were acting bizarre and strange from the moment you picked that damnable object up. How so? What are you talking about? Oh, th that I'm not as affected by the cold temperature as you? Well, it's not just not just affected, but it's like it's 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 too hot for you. Even outside in this bitter cold. Oh no no, it's not hot. It's just it's just I don't need as much bundling up. I'm I'm used to it. I can put the jacket back on if you'd like. If if it's offending you by me having my heavy coat. Right. On. We want to say offended, but it is concerning. Yeah. Do you think that that image on it is of the simulacrum? I'm not certain. But I feel that it needs to be kept close to me. Other, otherwise, until we get to the place we need to get it to, um, I, I, I mean, think if, it's it, if it is of the if it is of the simulacrum, I think Plato is thoroughly rolling over in his grave as we have an image of an image of an image. 
I think maybe Thursby, though, you should consider the uh, the, the uh, analogy of the uh, opium smoke, yes? Anyone can have a little opium smoke, and it makes them more comfortable. If you continually experience the opium smoke, it becomes necessary for your well-being. If Agreed. it has made you very comfortable, maybe we should end it there. We return the medallion to an inert object, like this very cold and slightly invisible notebook, where it did not bother me. And then you don't get acclimatized to it because you don't want to have be of two minds when we reach the caverns and you have to give it up forever. I, I see what you're saying. I, um, if if I act any more bizarre, definitely we'll return it. You let me know if I do. But if I keep a key, even keel, I'd like to keep it on me. Hmm. Roland, did you touch the coin at all? I made a point not to because I was concerned about the Thursby effect. Thursby. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is everybody, why... people take a very murderous interest in this coin. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the idea, the notebook seems like a, because it has this chill about it, it might have a particularly uh, effective insulating effect on whatever emanates from this. Uh, you also know Thursby uh, about the Curies, yes, and their interesting study of elements that emit uh, invisible rays. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. So in- invisible rays can be very dangerous to those who over uh, are overexposed to them. Well, chances are we won't have this much longer once we get to the Adelberg cave system. Yeah. Mm. So we'll end it on this note. If anybody is keeping an eye on the people outside across the street, mm-hmm. um, there's a another interesting moment that occurs. You notice a man walking down the street. He's dressed in a heavy coat, although his coat's more of a cream color than a black um he's smoking a cigarette he's got black hair he definitely looks italian he has the italian features and so forth and you see him uh nonchalantly walking up to the the the, the train station and he um looks around um let's say he doesn't look particularly concerned about anything but you see him take up a position where he can observe as well and as you look one of the Turkish men repositions himself behind that man and slowly moves forward behind him and you see him check to see if the coast is clear and then he grabs the man around the neck pulls him back and you see him struggle for a moment and a uh red suddenly appear on his chest as he's dragged off the platform 
on the other side. And that's where we will leave it for tonight. <clears throat> Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lively, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood, with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.